Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the whole stadium is built around this tiny tunnel, That's fucking which great, Maradona came out of. And then my dad slips in. Yeah. like, oh yeah, I was at that game. Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, another award-winning podcast from Mundial. <whistles> this is obviously usually hosted by the biggest of big cheeses, Owen Blackhurst. Mm. Back with the big cheese thing again, yeah. are you? Big cheese, Owen. Love it. It's, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Previous episode, please listen. He is at a different face of the content minds today, the next issue of our brilliant magazine, so please subscribe. So I will be running proceedings for this particular episode. If you don't know who I am, I'm Seb White, co-founder of Mundial, and still can't quite believe that nearly 10 years on, I get to still do stuff like this. Oh. On the day this episode comes out, it's Brian Laudrup's birthday, which I'm going to use as a device to remind you that all our previous episodes are timeless and available wherever you get your podcasts from. You're not just a pretty face, are you? No. Well, this is it, you see. This is episode 42, so there's over 40 episodes for you, of you to enjoy. Don't worry about the first four. We were trying to be clever and doing it remotely. <laughs> Sounds like it was recorded in, in an oven. I kept forgetting um, my microphone. Yeah, you kept forgetting your microphone, which is pretty key for a podcast. <laughs> uh, since episode five, we've been recording at the glorious Spiritland in King's Cross, so the sound is perfect. Up to you. Have a listen to decide whether the content is perfect. But we are an award-winning podcast, Pod Bible's best sport and leisure podcast of 2023. Also on this day in 1990, I'm going to give you a bit of a history lesson. I'm going to make the most of this being in charge of the mic. I want to give you a bit of history lesson. Something that combines sport and war. Oh. The coldest of wars, some would say. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, oh. Hello? On this day in 1980, the miracle on ice saw the United States beat the Soviet Union in the Olympics. I know what you're thinking. How can you, the USA, the good old USA, beating the Soviet Union be considered a, a miracle? Well, the Soviet team had won the last four gold medals in ice hockey. They were full of professionals, all professionals. The US team was the youngest team they'd ever had, all made up of amateurs, and they ended up beating them 4-3. Wow. And it is called, obviously, and because of that, it's called the Miracle on Ice. Probably the best ever Sports Illustrated cover is the Miracle on Ice cover. And the Miracle on Ice comes from the commentator in the last 10 seconds saying, do you believe in miracles? Oh. And just before the final whistle or the final hooter goes, he goes, yes. And as but, we've proven, amateurs can get to the top of the tree. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, there's, there's, been, there's been books, there's been docs, <laughs> and now there's been this 45-second <laughs> summary by someone who's never watched ice hockey. Well, weirdly, weirdly enough, that's just reminded me of the death of Stalin scene where oh. Stalin's son is in yeah. charge of the ice hockey team. They all die in like a plane crash, and then he's just got like a bunch of prisoners and homeless people. Um, he's trying to train them, and he's training them with like a shotgun and stuff. It's a good film, that isn't it? The death. Seems seems quite relevant to current affairs that I said. well exactly whoa, oh, you're, you're whoa. Finger, finger on the fucking pulse James but and again 
I've shoehorned this in slightly because obviously I want to introduce the listener to all the people sat around me, and uh, we do that in a all in the a, people. We try and do that in a funny way. I mean, you will be the judge of that. But to do this, I went on to the great website article: sixty-nine best nicknames in hockey history. How there's, many? there's a reason. There's a reason you went on that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> naughty asset. <laughs> naughty asset. <laughs> And For the benefit of the listener, he was also pointing a very camera <laughs> finger at Assad when he did that. Oh, I've taken some hockey nicknames from the past for you guys, or what I would call this band of silly puckers. Oh. <laughs> Mother puckers. So we have to pay tribute to um, Owen Blackhurst, who isn't here. And obviously Owen is Owen the Great One, Blackhurst, after Wayne Gretzky, the greatest one. I'm going to call myself Seb the Other One White. After Brent Gretzky, who only played 13 games and scored one goal. So, um, and, and again, as Owen might say, what does that say about you? I know, I know, I know, I know. But I thought it was, I thought it was quite funny. I like it. The oh. other one, the other yeah. one. So, Modest. today's funny. podcast is being hosted by the other one. Uh, just to my left here is a man I'm going to call James Cement Head Byrne. <laughs> And this is named... Cement Head was the moniker for Dave Semenko, who was Wayne Gretzky's enforcer. So again, I think... Oh, yeah? Enforcer think, in what yeah, way? Would he just go around punching people? Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's just, you know, doing doing the hard yards and... Doing God's make, work. Clearing the path. Cement Head Bird. Cement Head Bird, yeah. I've been, yeah, not, not, I've been called worse. <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with his haircut or anything like that. Which is very nice, by the way. James had a very sexy haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a very Thank nice you, haircut. Yeah. Which you'll see, if you're watching on YouTube... Great mind. Great mind. <laughs> this is my favourite one. To my right, my co-producer, Tommy Pancake Stewart, oh, named oh, yeah. after the goaltender Dustin Penner, who was given the nickname because he once put his back out while sitting down to <clears> eat <throat> pancakes. <laughs> now, I've seen a video of Tommy having a pretty severe back spasm during a, a church party gig. And, yeah, let's just say, well, I wouldn't want to see him do that while he's eating a shitload of pancakes. So. I thought that was just how he'd done. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is... Folded over. Like was confu- the fact that he didn't get up after 30 seconds made me think it was more yeah. than that. Uh, well, and that was after that ACAS tournament where it turns out I'd, it was nothing to do with my back. I think I just yeah. broke on my ribs. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> they uh, were I mean, you did hell. do very well in that, to be fair. Oh, yeah. mate. And finally, in the hot seat, the hottest of seats, some would say. De Kaiser's seat. Wouldn't want to be you. Assad the Fog Raza. Why the Fog, Assad, do you ask? You're named after Fred Shiro, the Hall of Fame coach who got the nickname The Fog because he was so often lost in thought. Nice, oh. nice. Yes, I do stare off into the middle distance you are, quite a lot. You are, there a, you pens- are. a pensive man. I am, because, I am. Because he also couldn't use his Google calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Today? Exactly just, that. Just doing my thing, man. Just doing my thing. Before we get properly underway, I want to give a big shout out to Finley Bird, son of Tom and Becca. They're a bit avid listeners of the podcast, and we've got a new listener now. And James is also an uncle, so I think that's definitely worth mentioning and worth celebrating. So all the very best. Yep, lots of love, Finn. You're going to be a little bastard, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another Wolves fan. Another Wolves fan. That concludes the opening pleasantries. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network, and we are going to spend the next forty minutes or so. Tommy's going to keep an eye on that, reminding you why you love football. Right, Sick. Ed. Hit it. Did it. Are we done? Yeah. I need 30 seconds at least. Adventures in Clubland. 
That music, that beautiful music by Rainy Miller, Heralds, Adventures in Clubland. And we, this week, are going back to Manchester in the early noughties. <gasps> no, it's not me. Manny. It's oh. not me at university, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> not many adventures in any clubs, to be honest, really. Mostly when, just going to watch the overall <laughs> weekends. Um, when Sebastian Dennis White himself was pounding the pavement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although the venue was quite good and, and things like that. But oh, yes, the venue. The venue was good, wasn't it? I love it? the yeah, venue. Yeah. It's not 42s. about me. 42s. 42s fucking love good. 42s. We are in Manchester in the early noughties, 2001 to be exact. And we are going to discuss the brilliant, the mercurial, the grossly talented Ali Benabia at Oish. Man City. Oish. I remember him. For two seasons. Now, the reason I want to talk about him, and I'm surprised I haven't done it before, was because I used to work at Labrooks in Manchester Piccadilly. And all the City fans around this time, that's all they would talk about was Ali Benabia. All the time. It was like, let's just put this into context a little bit. Man United obviously recently won the treble and all sorts. Leagues of plenty. City had gone all the way down to league or the third tier. The, the red side of the city is having a fucking great time. The blue side of the city is having a pretty awful time. But We just signed Van Nistelrooy and Verona, I reckon. Well, there you are. This, this goes yeah. to show. But anyway, they're in the championship or the second tier of English football at this stage in the summer. And Ali Benabia turns up at the training ground. Now, let's just rewind ever so slightly. Ali Benabia is nicknamed, or was nicknamed, the Algerian magician. Where did they get that from? Oh, well, a, 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 yeah, Algerian descent. And he, he played a lot of his football in France. And in fact, he was the best player in Ligue 1. Played, played with a cotcher and all that. Yeah, right? exactly. In 1998, ahead of the France World Cup. And actually wanted to get picked by France, but for whatever reason, didn't get picked by France. He then went to Bordeaux and he won the league with Bordeaux. He then moved to PSG and was made captain and played with JJ Kotcher and players like that. Now, he was so highly rated in France. But somehow, in 2001, when he's 32 and he's approaching the tail end of his career, somehow he's been asked to go on trial at Sunderland, who at that time were in the Premier League. Now, William Mackay is his agent and Ali Benabia arrives at Manchester Airport to get to Sunderland. And for whatever reason, William Mackay takes... Um, Ali Benabia into the city training ground it must be I think it's quite near the airport maybe or to go and meet there's some other French players there and everyone know all the French players know who this player is and it was just to say hello and Kevin Keegan's assistant because Kevin Keegan is manager of Manchester City at the time turns around and says he's a he's a player just after you left Newcastle he played for Monaco and destroyed us in the Champions League mm. and Kevin Keegan's like oh you know, he didn't even know, he didn't really know who he was. So they have a chat and introduce each other. And I think he has a couple of like loose training sessions. I think they say, oh, why don't you just come and do this? Have you got your boots. Before you, go, before <laughs> you, you go on trial to Sunderland. So he has a couple of sessions. And then he goes up to bloody Sunderland for a trial, which Peter Reid, who's the manager of Sunderland at the time, doesn't turn up. Oh, Pete. And so Ali Benabia is a little bit offended by this and thinks, fuck this, I'm going back to France. But on the way back, he stops off again at Manchester. And next thing you know, Man City have signed him. And he's playing on... He's Literally that week, he's playing the first game on the Saturday. Imagine that. And it is fair to say he makes an instant impact for Man City. Uh, and I... Anytime I think about Man City, 
or anytime we've done stuff on Man City, I go to my two go-to City fans, long-term fans of the pod, uh, the Paris Angel, who people might know from Twitter, and also James Faulkner. Um, two, two fine men. Two fine men. And I thought, there's no point me telling you what impact he made on City fans. Why don't we actually ask the City fans what impact he made? So first up, we're going to have the Paris Angel who's describing um, his instant impact. And then we're going to have James Faulkner talking about his more broader impact. But two match-going City fans who, who know their shit. He made his debut against Birmingham at Main Road. And his name's on the team sheet. And literally no one knew anything about him. Certainly the people who were sitting around us didn't know him. I didn't know anything about him. And then literally within, I'm not joking, within 10 or 15 minutes of watching him, <laughs> everyone just knew he was absolutely fantastic. What made it even better was that not only did he have no pace, he could barely run. <laughs> but he had this amazing, he, always, he was always in space, but he always could beat a man. He joined when he was 32, left when he was 34. God knows what he was like when he was in his 20s, in his prime. But yeah, always be a hero for City. Seeing a player with his kind of technical ability was like witnessing a wild vaquita, which is an extremely rare dolphin. <laughs> There's only 10 of them in the world. It was like seeing a wild one and swim up the Ashton Canal. It was that much of a uh, footballing culture shock. Bernabeu is definitely the, the sort of heir to King Clancy. He wasn't exactly the same type of player, but he was, in terms of exciting and in terms of the quality being so different to what, what was in the team, Bernabe was definitely King Cladsey's heir in the same way I think Silver, David Silver, is Bernabe's heir in terms of ability, flair. A final caveat, his last game for City was the friendly against Barcelona in 2003, which was the first game in what was then the City of Manchester Stadium. And uh, fittingly, he was on a pitch for his last City game with Ronaldinho and, and Xavi, which sort of feels like where he belongs. Oh, oh, lovely, nice. lovely full circle moment lovely. there. To, exactly. And to I end the tape. They're not saying he's the same. He's not saying he's as good as perhaps a silver and players like that, El Ronaldinho, but they're being talked about in the same breath. So that should say how much the City fans enjoyed having him. And he absolutely tore it up that season in the Championship. Statistically, you might look at it and go, ah. But some of the stuff he's done and some of the videos there is an assist to Sean Gota. Which is does he unlike, feed him? I, <laughs> I, I, he feeds uh. him in the most delicate and most beautiful way I have ever seen anyone being fed. So basically, Man City are playing Gillingham away at Gillingham, so they're in a championship, so they're playing Gillingham away. This isn't, you know, should a player from Monaco, Bordeaux, and, and PSG? Yes, they should do be doing well, but should they be doing shit like this? <laughs> He back heels him. He doesn't just back heel it, he scoops it up with the back heel that sort of bounces up perfectly oh, timed for Gota to he's got He's got like an inch, an inch of airtime off, yeah. off the ball. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. It's bounced up the tiniest bit and yeah. he's, he's oh, been opportunistic. I'm fascinated yeah. by this period of football at the moment. The years, po the post-millennial years of football, where the money was starting to go haywire. So you've got sort of 50, 60 million pound transfers starting to happen, 01, 02, 03. Yeah. Um, and footballers are far more than footballers. You know, Beckham, Ronaldinho, these are sort of Ronaldo. Yeah, these yeah. are sort of huge figures of cultural power. Yeah. And yet, not everything has caught up. So you've still got an Algerian bloke that no one's heard of somehow get into the Man City training ground yeah. 
the manager going, have you got your boots? Yeah, yeah. And he has the trial, does well. Then he goes up to another place, Sunderland, and they go, oh. And it's, you know, again, you've got these cross generations. It's Peter Reed up in Sunderland. Yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah. Peter Reed and Kevin Keegan. Like, these these men. Yeah, yeah. These, these you know, it's it's, it's Jesus and the dinosaurs again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but, 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 like, that, those, and I don't like to look back at, with super rose tinted glasses on, no, no. I like. I don't like to go. It was better then. But those little sort of like magic happenings, a random player that no one's ever heard of, but has actually played for Bordeaux, has actually played yeah. for Monaco, is actually fantastic. It was the league's best player yeah. just turns up at your club and is suddenly on your team sheet. Like you know, <laughs> you now know about a transfer happening before the transfer has happened yeah. because yes. of Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then good point. After City fans in the ground don't know who Ali Benabou is, yeah. they look at the team. They look at the team sheet on the program. There's a name they haven't seen there before. I don't know the last time I looked at a team sheet for Wolves and didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, just, yeah it doesn't yeah. happen. It's very yeah. exciting. Very good point. Though. There's an yeah. element of mystery. Yeah, even yeah. when yeah. even if someone like if if a young player for United like Maynard or someone comes in, the, you've heard about cl- them. Yeah, you, you've read about them. My group at uni at university. So this would have been 2009. So it was just when City were getting there. And then as uni, that three-year period was pretty amazing because half of us were United, half were City, and we'd all play football together and that. But he was still he was still the guy. King Cladse and, and Benabi, Ali Benabi was still the people that they revered about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're well, still their heroes, well, and they still are to this day. Yeah, yeah. Those lads who are in their 30s, who are my age, James's age, that's who they grew Their formative years yeah. of football, yeah. they're st- as big a pin-up as Yaya Torre or David yeah, Silva exactly. or Sergio Aguero. So when I messaged James, he was like, I said, just give us a 90-second, two-minute voice note on what you thought. About 12 minutes long. <laughs> Did he? He said, I, he said, I'm really sorry, but I just loved reminiscing and talking about him. Because he was only 11 at the time when he's there. and this is, So this is his first proper hero. Formative. He, formative, yeah. Formative, yeah, yeah. And it also, let's not forget, the reason why I think he probably held in even more reverence is... Um, this is the last two seasons at Main Road, you know, as well. So yeah, it, before yeah. they moved to the City Manchester yeah. Stadium. So there's a lot of... They win, the, you know, a part of Ali, Ali Benabi, a best player. They win the, the league, go into the Premier League. And even by James's and uh, the Paris Angels' admission, he doesn't quite cut it in the Premier League, more so because of his age, more so because of the pace, obviously, of the Premier League. So different. But like you heard the Paris Angel there say, you know, what was he been like ten years before? He might have, yeah. been, might have been a completely different thing. But but true uh, fans know a true club legend. Yeah, doesn't, exactly. Doesn't matter when exactly. they did it or what league and they how did and it. how they did it. Yeah, they fine. saw him. They saw him. Yeah. Can I just can I just do a very quick yeah. shout out to uh, like professional footballers having a trial? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to hear more about trials. So, I don't know, at the moment, I don't know who, like, uh, Antoine Griezmann, yeah, he's yeah. gone for a trial yeah. at Liverpool. <laughs> like, what, like what, what does that look like? Right, you're going to do a passing drill yeah, yeah. over there, Antoine. I and wonder then, what it does then look like. Then we want to do a bit of shooting there. Hey, Antoine. Yeah. I'm, I'm a then, World Cup winner. And then if you're lucky, if you're lucky, we'll do a bit of five-a-side at the end of the day and just see how you, how yeah, you fit yeah. in. I don't think it happens like no, it would have no. done then. No, definitely not. And the reverence that those two spoke about instantly when I messaged them about it they were like I was like this is why we're doing stuff like this <laughs> 101 things to do in football before you die this week it's Tommy Stewart Tommy take it away 
Take them away, toys. Well, you can tell that uh, Owen is away, and I always say this because I've been handed a segment. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Tommy, what would you like us to do before we die? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would like us to go on a stadium tour. Oh, uh, yeah. A football stadium tour. I yeah. did this very recently. So the last time I did it for uh, a Man United stadium tour was 1999 for my ninth birthday. would have been my brother's seventh birthday. Wow. We are, my brother's born 19th February, my dad's born 22nd of February, I'm born 25th of February, my older brother's born start of March, yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. just say. Yeah, Blimey, yeah. what are they smoking over there? I know, what, yeah, yeah. Shagging in May, the Stuarts. Shagging <laughs> in May. It, Spring oh, rabbit. Once those cocks go, oh no, it's <laughs> Yeah, but so the last time I went was then. I'll start off with the only sad thing about it. The stadium's not changed that much yeah, yeah. <laughs> from my I, recollection because I go there, I'm a season ticket holder and I've been for a few years. Yeah, You don't really, you look at the stadium just as a fan or you're looking at the pitch or you only look at the seg, you know, the section that you've been sitting at or standing at for the last few years. But to see it empty to see it in that sort of mm. state it's just something totally different my older brother jamie he is in his mid to late 40s he's got two sons both football mad he coaches one of them and then their cousin um my other nephew george so they're both man united fans george is an aston villa fan yeah and for christmas and because they didn't want to leave george out they got a stadium tour he got a stadium tour for his two sons Nephew George, the Villa fan, me, my brother Rich, and my dad. So that's seven Stuart lads and three generations. Three generations oh. of Stuarts. Yes. All knocking around Old Trafford. All knocking oh. around. Find us any day of the week hanging out the back yeah, of Old yeah. Trafford. <laughs> so I totally forgot about it as I messaged you the week before. So yeah, can yeah. I have the afternoon off on Tuesday because I've got this what? booked in. And oh my God. Uh, I'm not being too hyperbolic here when I say it was one of the best days of my life. Genuinely. Did you have your green and yellow scarf on? Or <laughs> <laughs> my Norwich scarf. Just <laughs> spray painting glazers out on one of the walls. As an adult, the other stadium tours have been on a Ajax, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all one's... fucking amazing. They're, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, they're amazing. Some of the greatest stadiums ever. Yeah, yeah. And I would argue Old, Old Trafford is still one of the greatest stadiums ever, despite being very rusty. And, you know, it's very traditional. Yeah. And... There was something you find out a lot of interesting things actually as well. Like for instance, one of the tunnels, the old tunnel that they used to come out of, the tour guide, Dave, he said, when Old Trafford was bombed in the Blitz, this was the only one of the only bits that remained. Damn. And they wanted to, when they rebuilt Old Trafford after yeah. World War Two and built it up to what it is now, a yeah. massive stadium. Yeah. Uh they they wanted to knock knock down that bit, this original yeah. tunnel. And the people at Man United at the time said, no, we're not, because if if the war can't yeah, take if the it Germans down, yeah, yeah, yeah. then some builders aren't going to take it down. So the whole stadium is built around this tiny tunnel, That's fucking which great, Maradona came out of. And then my dad slips in. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I was at that game that Maradona was here. <laughs> I was like, what? What You saw Diego Maradona play? Is that play? the first time I've been working at Mondial for nearly a year and you've not told me this. <laughs> <laughs> ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, 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 ding. That's the uh, Diego Maradona yeah. bell. And me. I was like, what was he like? He's like, well, you know, Brian Robson was the hero that night. And they were probably at the time, maybe the two best two of the best yeah, yeah. Three yeah. or five players in the world, 1984. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, you find out stuff that you didn't know, even though it's a stadium that you know. Oh, I've well. been to hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. Yeah. Do you think that's what made it 
also special because you you know you've been there in so many different settings but to actually see it on a quiet day because i take for granted that in my line of work and including mundial has taken me to a lot of empty football stadiums and i always think i always feel privileged to be in a football stadium when there's no football on sometimes because mm. it's quite nice just to take it's, a it's kind of yeah it's kind it's of a bit eerie, eerie but yeah. also but so, also you know whichever ground it is by the way you might not have seen this team or been watched that team ever yeah but you know that there's um, there's so many memories and history and stuff, yeah. You feel the history. Unless you go to Milton Keynes. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, you feel the history of it. So, like, that's like, really beautiful to think yeah. about because when I've been in, I, I hadn't thought about that, but when I've been in MT football stadiums before, there is a real eeriness to it because yeah. you, you're thinking about the times maybe you've been in there before when it's been louder than anything. You're surrounded by people and noise and passion and emotion and memory and, and whatever else. You're thinking about that. If you're at one that you have haven't been to watch a game at yeah. it's spooky you're sort of trying to imagine the noises trying yeah. to imagine the smells yeah. and yeah. who's played on it and there was this bit that you very point, true where he pointed out the, this was the bit that really got me kind what? of made me emotional and it was a very eerie bit but really beautiful we're in the empty stadium yeah. where and we're sat in the dugout where ten hag sits etc yeah. and he goes you see all the seats with the little black bits on them uh, that's for every season ticket holder who's had their season ticket for over 20 years. And I never knew. And then you look around the stadium, all these empty seats, yeah. and just sporadically scattered around. Oh, wow. There's I these little that. black labels where they have their name put on them if they've had their season yeah, yeah. ticket for a certain that's amount nice. of time. That's a nice touch, isn't it? And again, to that, those sort of, that sort of stuff, I think, because everyone hears this, Glaciers do do this to Man United, no. and, and and you know it sounds like it was actually worth the money. As it, well, I think the first thing Sir Jim has done is revamp the tour. Sir Jim, very good. No, but do you know what I mean? Very, Alex, very that's good. That's the sort of thing that gets forgotten about when you're when you're losing. No, hundred uh, percent. So the the blokes doing it, they fucking love their jobs. Yeah, yeah. One of them was uh, one of them was like a teenager or, or a young adult when the Busby Babes were playing in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. He was about 90. He, yeah. he he was called Alan. The other one was called Dave. Like, Amazing. they were proper northern, like, yeah, northwest. Yeah. You have like, to wait for him as you walk, as you walk driving. Oh, Alan, Alan didn't have a fucking clue what yeah, was going on. Yeah, like, yeah. come on, Alan. He's yeah, like, yeah. what? <laughs> you what, Dave? <laughs> what year is it? Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. But then to see my, my nephew's <sighs> faces. My, ne yeah. my nephews were so well behaved. Yeah, like... Yeah. I was being like, he was like, anyone been to the same before? I was like, season ticket older, mate. He's like, yeah, yeah. oh, Tommy, you'll know this one then, won't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just stuff like that. And then we got to line up in the tunnels and he said, okay, the home team come out this side, yeah, the away yeah, team yeah. come out this side. Who wants to lead the away <laughs> team out? And my nephew, George, is seven, Villa fan. He goes, me. <laughs> He's like, who do you support, young man? Are you a Man United fan? He's like, Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, go on, <laughs> uh, So he led them out, and then they played This Is The One, walking out like oh, wow. with all seven of these Stuart lads. Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, this isn't even part of the tour. This isn't yeah. a one-on-one -on -one thing. But if you are in Manchester, you should know that you can do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're at Hotel Football, which is right next to Old Trafford, yeah. and if it's quite empty, you just ask them, and you can go up and play on the the pitch yeah, on I saw the top on your board. Instagram story. So we had no. we had a, a we had a twenty minute game of football of, of three on three Wembley, me yeah, and yeah. goal. You didn't have to pay. And, oh, no, no, no. Oh, wow. They just said, "Here's a football. Go and have a kick about." 
it was so competitive. The three generations. It was, it was awful, but in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Oh, my dad was giving me looks he's not giving me since I was like 15 and, oh, really? and telling him to fuck off. He was like, Whoa. You've got that. Because I was referee and keeper, de facto yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, referee, because I was goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. He was just giving me fucking evil. He was like, nah, nah, son, you're f- that's a fucking oh, wow. shocking decision. <laughs> well, yeah, it was amazing. That, it was such a wholesome day. For people that don't know, hotel football is the hotel literally opposite the stadium. It's on the same, on the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what? about fifty yards from Old Trafford. Owned by the owned by the Salford mob. <laughs> it's a pretty good price. I think it's uh, twenty eight quid for adults, fifteen quid for kids, and then there's also some concessions as well. Yeah. The Club Mundial discount does not. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you want a tour of uh, Hampton and Richmond, I'm sure I can do it for a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> Just realised we've had Seb Dean Ivan Ivan. How good that you look at how good the clubs are in Manchester. This is, the Manchester. is this a Manchester oh, tourist Man- board? Visit Manchester.com. I think it might have been the same day or the day after. I took Ava to the um and I apologise once again for the Chelsea of this podcast. Stop apologising. I went right. to the Stamford Bridge and took Ava to Stamford Bridge and again I've been to Stamford Bridge before and, and worked there as well. I've actually played on the pitch once, but we can go to that in, in, another, in another story. <gasps> watching Ava be excited by that is amazing. And watching kids, the kids' like, faces. So just, yeah, yeah genuinely do it. And it's a, if it's a stadium, you go week in, week out, even more reason to do it. But if not, if you're in a place, most clubs will do it. Do Wolves do one, James? Uh, Wolves do do yeah. one. And when I was recently working at Wolves for the documentary that we made, we yeah. filmed in the museum. Yeah. And wow. I realised I'd never been in the museum. And then realised my brother and my dad definitely haven't. They go every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, it, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of untapped knowledge about things that you think you know. And yeah. things that you will love because things you, you are yeah. there because you love that football club. I, I guess the best way to sum it up was the equal excitement in both my... Yeah. Seven to eleven-year-old nephews' faces and my seventy-one-year-old dad's faces—just the exact same sort of faces. Just shock, yeah. uh, happiness, excitement, brilliant. History in those walls, isn't there? History. Yes, yes, brilliant. That's a great one, Tommy. Mundial joins the dots for football culture, and that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial magazine? 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundalemag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
We support these now. We support these. We support these. We support these now. We support. We support these now. Boo! Get into them! Good! <laughs> Fuck them up! Get into them! Fuck them up! Uh, <laughs> Football songs, man. Great. Let album. them know you're they, they get you going, don't they? They get you going. <laughs> They're the best songs, they I'd argue. Songs. What is the best thing? <laughs> the, the best thing? <laughs> they are the sliced best. bread. We're the best things since <laughs> wrestling. This week, we support these now. Uh, we've brought it back after a bit of a hiatus, and we've enjoyed doing it and talking about things that we feel are important to us, but should be important to you. James, take it away. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I want to talk about Camden and Islington United. Um, who are you know a sort of grassroots team in North London, and they were recently uh, lined up to have a game against a football club who go by the name MHFC. Now, <sighs> leading up to this game, Camden Islington United found out that the real name for MHFC, and I I can't really believe that I'm going to say this out loud, yeah. was Munter Hunters FC. In, tw- in, in 2024. In 2024. Not even... Yeah. It's, it's not even year 2023. Year of our Lord. Year of our Lord. Yeah. Which obviously has some less than pleasant connotations. Um, after taking a closer look at the club that they were supposed to be playing against, they came across their sort of social channels and saw that they were saying some unsurprisingly derogatory stuff if you're going to name your football team yeah. that. Camden United said, you know what, we're, we're not going to play. We're not going to play against a team that is called this. And and this is a semi-final as well. It's a it? semi-final. It's a, it's a cut match. It's a big game. Um, and it's the type of thing that I think we gloss over with football because there are lots of progressive things happening with the game, and rightly so, and, and that's very exciting and can feel quite nourishing to, to observe that happening, especially with regards to what football was like 30, 40, 20, 10 years ago. And I think this was just a real sort of rewind yeah. um, back to something that I think is glossed over because definitely still exists. So they refu- they refused to play them twice, actually, because the game was then rearranged and, the- and they refused to play again. Because wow. I think, yeah. I believe, and again, I think I'm going to shout out Susie Rack, who we've mentioned on this podcast yeah. before. She she put this out on The Guardian and, and rightly, you know, and, and put the whole story together in one piece. But... I believe that they did make the they made a complaint or certainly contacted the authorities and let's just say their response was a yeah yeah I yeah, think it was just get on with it basically get on with it yeah their uh, director of football uh, Camden Islington uh, United Ali uh, there's a quote saying we've received incredible support from the whole footballing community since taking a public stance against misogyny in football we're heartened by the solidarity but sad to have reconfirmed just how common our experience is and how rare it is that clubs take a stand words alone won't create change so instead of playing the f- cup fixture this Sunday we'll be cheering on our women's team nice yeah that's really sound absolutely and I think it's important to say like the podcast is called Reminding You Why Love Football. I think the best thing about this, like you said, was the reaction, not just of the, them to do that in the first place, but the people coming round as well. Yeah. You know, and I don't think it was like, normally sometimes you can say it's echo chamber and stuff like that, but actually there were a lot of people going, no, actually this is, and I've seen numerous posts on different yeah. social media channels of uh, related to this. And it's like, yeah, hopefully 
Um, it's, you... Hopefully, it's, hopefully, it's a, it's a thing that people can take take heart from and and move on and move forward and and be proactive like that. Another thing, yeah. it's so boring and it's so like ruinous. You're playing football, play, having an eleven aside game on a Saturday or a Sunday, oh. it's the thing that you look forward to yeah. all week. Yeah, like yeah, walking yeah. to Semi-final work, semi final of the cup, walking to work in the fucking shower. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, doing a piss, cooking dinner. Like you're you're thinking about who you're playing against and how yeah. you've played recently and what formation you're gonna get. Are you gonna start? Yeah. How many are there gonna be? Ten people watching? Fifty? A yeah. hundred? Like three? Yeah, yeah. And then just to you know realize that. Yeah, yeah. Re- realize that who's turned up today. Someone's yeah, yeah. just ruining it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, don't I'm... ruin things for people. And not the best thing. Football's the best thing. Yeah, yeah. Football's best Th- thing. Don't ruin it. Mm. We absolutely support Camden and Islington United, also known as Candy. I think. Yeah, is, is which it? is a really, yeah. which is a lot better yeah. than uh, Hamrich. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a lot better than Hamrich James, and we will not be talking about that on this podcast uh, because we are reminding people why they love the bloody game. <laughs> uh, but no, all joking aside, well done, Camden and Islington United, and uh, yeah. Keep we fighting, do support. Keep fighting the good fight. We do support. Yeah, mum. Yeah. I, I, we respect you. Introducing The Hattrick, a new subscriber newsletter from Mundial. Each week, there'll be three stories linked by a theme. Stories from islands, stories about people, stories about heroes, stories about villains, stories about love, hope, despair, joy, and, of course, goals. Go to mundalmag.com to sign up to the hat trick now. Ooh, I tell you, we'll get, we've, we've hit the home straight. We've hit the home straight. <laughs> we're going on to ins and outs. And uh, I'm still here. We're all still here. and all, We're all still having fun, which is the main thing. You're doing a great job, Sebby. Uh, I'm going to start because I'm yeah because I'm I have the power because I get to choose whether it's in or out or not and I yeah I can tell you now this is going to be in but anyway <laughs> I'm going to say being honest with your mates and just talking about when you're not feeling great because it's fourteen twelve here and I reckon about four hours ago I was sat on a, a bench outside Richmond Station thinking I'm not going to become able to make this today I don't feel great I feel like well you know the black dog was on my shoulder barking away like nobody's business. And I reached out to a very good friend who normally sits there um, and had an hour conversation with him. And it was brilliant because it made me realise that you've just got to say sometimes when you're feeling like shit, it doesn't matter. And it means, and I would also say that what it also means is that you, you should be there for your mates when they need you. And you should talk to your mates when you need them, because that, you know, we can talk about till we're blue in the face about being better with our mental health and stuff like that but sometimes you just got to pick up the phone or send a message and and just reach out your hand and someone will be there because that's always better than not doing it because yeah uh and i'm really fucking glad i came in now because i've hosted this podcast with you guys and yeah otherwise i could have been i don't know the back the black dog would have been on my shoulder making far too many noises and sometimes you just got to reach out and say i'm feeling a bit shit and you know what that's absolutely fucking fine Love you. It's Bang on, mate. Yeah. Did did um Just trying to make Tommy cry? Did Owen say? Well, you know what my mother would say. <laughs> <laughs> She'd say, "Do you tie up? Put a proper suit on and sing the national anthem." <laughs> Yeah. And you went, yeah, you bang on there, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad I, I talked to you. I wish you fucking had, because that really would have, that was brilliant. 
It's just that was that, brilliant. Just that for an hour. So, yeah. Anyway, that's in, isn't it? That's in. And so, yeah, that, yeah, come on. That's in. But yeah, and I will just finish this off very quickly. For whatever reason, you don't feel ready or confident enough to reach out to your mates. There are plenty of things out there Calm Zone, Samaritan, stuff like that. That's where I started. Just Samaritan. Crack on. Well said. Speak to your mates and be, a, be mates to your yeah, mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Tommy, what can you. <laughs> <laughs> If you smell! <laughs> oh my god. What The Rock is cooking yeah. is the road to WrestleMania. Doesn't that oh. oh my god. Wrestling at the moment. Fucking hell, lads. Is it back? Got it's you oiled back. up. Oh, it's and ready. back. Like, like, honestly, Triple H's in charge. It's Cody Rhodes finishing his story. Dusty Rhodes is his dad. He's getting the belt that his dad lifted for 10 seconds and oh then it was God. took away from him. He's back to finish his story versus the bloodline, The Rock and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns oh. is the longest ever title holder of the WWE World Championship. He's been the title holder for about four years now. Jesus. Yeah, and wrestling is unmissable at me, the moment. No. It's all, no, it's honestly, me and my brother... Before, like, in November, before I started therapy, therapy's been the main thing that's helped, to be fair. But we were bickering a lot. <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, we were bickering a lot. But now, like, all we talk... Every morning, we're just sending each other clips and memes about wrestling. It's it is... Shoot. I am addicted to it. And it's the best it's been in 20 years since the Attitude Era. It is unmissable. Me and James wow. spent about 20 minutes on Monday. Not This is not current wrestling, but we, we were looking at the great Carly and Umaga and stuff. And I was talking about the old WWE I know James has been looking at the, uh, <laughs> the great Carly an awful lot lately. I was about to say that's all well and good, but have you seen what the great Carly is up to? <laughs> what a legend. WrestleMania uh, is in April at some point, but it's over a whole weekend. It's two nights rather than one night now. And oh. I will be watching it. With I'll watch one night live and yeah, then yeah. the the second one I'll hopefully watch with my brother and my nephews in Switzerland on on catch up the next day. That is definitely in. I, I've rarely seen you so fucking happy. If you want to do reminding you why you love wrestling, then go and fucking do it. Go be a Monte. You'll probably do it with him, won't you? But no, uh, no. Me and my brother have it. spoken about starting a wrestling podcast. I say we've spoken about it. I said, do you want to do it? And he said, no. Nah. <laughs> Tommy, there's one thing you could do with in your life. Is one more. <laughs> another, another podcast, to be brutally honest. Uh, Asad Raza. What's up, big dog? Yeah, yeah. Mine is watching old football matches on YouTube. Do you know why? This started about a month ago when I watched yeah. the 0809 Milan derby that had you know a cast of characters. When you say old matches, can we just clarify? Are we watching full matches in full? Full, full length. Yeah, yeah. Full they, length nice. matches, no highlight. This is full, the yeah, full yeah. gear. Would you say that watching a full, full football match instead of a clip is a bit like reading a book instead of watching TikTok? <laughs> oh, James. I, yeah. <laughs> He's stupid bastard, isn't he? He's good. So I He's guess good. play the big book. That's in, that's in. James, what's you, what are you putting in? Might sound a bit lame, but... Um, uh, it'll definitely spice up your evenings a little bit is adding new recipes to your sort of rotation I love cooking it's one of my favourite things to do but I realised recently I just sort of fell into a bit of a trap of cooking a cooking, rut a rut just cooking yeah. the same things and uh, I've got loads of loads of great recipe books yeah. so I made it sort of my mission to go deep into the recipe books and have a look at you do, some yeah. things that I'd never cooked What's... there is a steamed aubergines recipe <laughs> oh where, fuck where you steam like as many aubergines as you want cut them into fingers yeah. I guess steam them and then just make an amazing sort of dressing with Szechuan peppercorns mm. oh. sesame oil oh. soy sauce oh, chinkang vinegar oh my god and they are fucking peng they're really easy it sounds bougie but it's not just add, an, add no. a new recipe to the routine you said peng and bougie but I'm going to put it in <laughs> Oh, shit. 
Very good, Seb. Right, out. What things do we not like? I'm going to just go straight into mine because I don't want to be too bloody soapboxy, which I can. I know I have a habit of doing. So be soapbox. But I just want to say, for a player of his talent and ability and also joy, I would say, I think I genuinely w- enjoy watching him, Cole Palmer's goal celebration is absolutely what, the shit. Ice, the ice cold? Be better, mate. Oh, so come on, <laughs> come on, Seb. No, wow. no, no. I'm not having. I saw this. I'm not okay. having this. Okay, I well, think let, it's great. You know why, don't you? You know why he does that? Why? Because his nickname's Cold Palmer. Yeah. I, again, still shit. Do a. Fu- you, what do you want him to do? Like a I double backflip. He's kind of earned the right to do what the fuck he wants. You seen that in video? a shit Chelsea what? team? In a in a ram. Yeah. In a rare moment of democracy in this podcast, I'm willing to be. I'm willing to say that my own. <laughs> Should we have a vote? Should we have a vote? Should it be in or out? In. Out. In. 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 Okay, in. Well, Compile well, <laughs> summer celebration is in. <laughs> Anyway. I love that Seb's host and it's managed the thing you picked has managed to yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just too bloody nice. You are. I did say talk to you your are. mates. I wish I hadn't fucking bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you're out. It's grown men starting on teenage referees who are only getting like 20 quid to, to stand there in the cold in January, February, March, December, all those cold shit months yeah, yeah. to stand there for about four hours referee Shit game after shit game. And there is a bloke in my league. There is a fucking goalkeeper, and he's a disgrace to the keepers' union, of which I am a proud member. Yeah, yeah. Who does it every week. If he's not starting... And, you know, he can start on the teenage referees. He will start on... He will heckle. He has been been kicked out. He has been... They've attempted bans. He will keep showing up as, as a fan. Mental. But what is the point in taking it that seriously where you're... In your mid thirties, and you're going up and Bollocking starting on a teenager, teenage lad. Yeah. Fuck off. He sounds like is he is he was he from Longsight? <laughs> Did he have an anaconda in his bag? <laughs> is he trying? His name is Asad Rasi. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just no. A, it's ridiculous. Just not just up, in my man. bag. At the adults, out, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ooh, we're staying on the football theme. James Bird. I played the other night and uh, I was absolutely terrible. It was like I'd never, so, sometimes when I play, it's yeah. like I've never played before. It's quite interesting, really. I hate that. So no, I think we all psychologically, I'd like to know why. That How happens. did you take this? Because I know you can be very harsh. I was a bit. I was actually a bit despondent more than more anything. Dis- I wasn't than anger. So my out, my out is uh, slipping over on the pitch. I, I wore some <laughs> new boots, and the first three times the ball was passed to me, oh, I just no. fucking took a touch and then slipped. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. But I'm glad you. But you were despondent rather than angry. <laughs> it was despondent. Which, which I think is, you know, oh, progress. progress. No, I, 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 I don't. You like it when I shout. For, yeah, I'd, I'd <laughs> no, much no. rather you do that. I was terrible. Yeah, definitely out, out that one. We're going to end ins and outs with Asad Raza. My out this week is um, Twitter bots. Just a invading my mentions. B, yeah, like fifty of the, you know, the the raunchy ones following you on Twitter. Yeah, and B, like when you go into a Twitter, see you like see a tweet that's like sort of interesting and sort of like you know it's like about the, I don't know. For example about a football player you didn't know or the architecture of a building that you didn't know and you go in it to see what other people other human beings are saying about the the central topic because you think it's quite interesting and there's about 15 different videos by automated bots and shit yeah it's been really who cares it's yeah yeah. It's just—it's awful. Can't go back to the old This days. is why you should subscribe to Monday Hour Magazine because then you can go onto our Discord channel. Oh, which well, you can go back. Yeah, yeah that is old bird, yeah. basically. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking of yeah, turning the old bloody old bird app off. <laughs> the old bird when I can't it's not be a bird good. anymore. Yeah, yeah, but no, no. I, I mean, yeah, it's it's a nuisance, but I think it's just, it's part of the the slow death, unfortunately, of of that. And I think we should all start moving 
on. Right. Yeah, that's out, Assad. So we have reached the conclusion of this week's Reminding You Why You Love Football. It would be remiss of me not to ask you to please leave a review. Honestly, it does genuinely make such a difference to the various algorithms and uh, the various charts and all that sort of stuff. It makes a big difference for us. It makes a big difference for more people finding out about the podcast, which if you've got this far and enjoyed it, then I'm sure you maybe know some other people that might also enjoy it. So please leave a review. Of course, this kind of content, shall we say, dare I say, the content word, is also um, what forms our brilliant magazine, which we are currently making the new issue at the moment, which is why Owen obviously is unfortunately not here today. So please subscribe to that as well, because genuinely, again, that makes a huge difference in what we're doing now, what we want to do in the future. So please subscribe to Club Mundial, all the details on mundialmag.com. We've also got the hat trick as well, which comes into your inbox every single week. So please Please, if you enjoyed this podcast, you've got this far, you're probably going to like the other things that we do. So, um, Tommy, James and Assad, thank you very much. And, yeah, all the very best. See you next week. Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football Co-production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White, hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst, and recorded on the run. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.